lucky game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. What is going on, guys? You're listening to Penn's Corner Podcast. I'm Tommy Kulkowski, alongside my brother and co-host, Dale Kulkowski. And we cover all things Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins from top to bottom. Um, thank you so much for being so understanding about us not doing the interactive fan podcast. We promise we will make that up to you at a later date. Um, yesterday was just very confusing. Uh, we were in and out uh, with the Outdoor Classic. Uh, we were catching up with friends. So it was very, very busy, and we didn't really have any time in the evening. Uh, today... We attended the Outdoor Classic, and we'll kind of get into our disappointment later in the episode, but not going to let it take away from the amazing experience we had in the beginning, uh, the amazing experience we had throughout the day, and honestly, the amazing experience we had up until maybe the last 30 seconds of the game. <laughs> so uh, to get right into it, we scooted over, and <laughs> I've had experience with these scooters in other cities. Uh, this is Dale's first time ever experiencing them. And quite honestly, they are the best of times. Uh, they're kind of a, a drunken liability. Uh, they're also a liability when you have coffee in your hand. Dale found out the hard way. Do not, whatever you do, if you get cold brew from Starbucks or anywhere, just do not use a scooter. I can promise you, you might think it'll end well. You might be drunk enough to think it'll end well. It might be 11 o'clock in the morning and you might still be half asleep. But I can promise you, it will not end well. And there's absolutely no way to know that until you learn that. And uh, then you probably never do it again. No, you won't. I can promise you, you won't. We had a big spill. If you guys follow our Instagram, you definitely saw that on the story. It was an ugly one. Uh, the jersey's okay. We saved it, <laughs> salvaged it, uh, to say the least. Only the sleeve got injured. The jeans, I actually, I filled the sink up with some cold water. I washed it out with some Dawn dish soap. Overall, it was a hilarious experience, to say the least. Very good experience. Uh, you you be safe on those birds, folks. Yeah. So after the fact, uh, we scooted on out all the way over to the Cleveland Browns Stadium. What is it, SoFi? Uh, First Energy. First Energy. Why do I think SoFi? Is that where the Super Bowl was? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's why I thought SoFi. And then we got inside. Uh, we cranked some drinks back. We were partying all morning. Uh, we kind of walked around. We were getting excited. Uh, we walked over, saw the players enter. Uh, we saw our boy Gruden. <laughs> Gruden uh, did not surprise us in the least when he asked us to finish our beers for him. So we cranked those back. And then it was kind of nice to see JD come into the tunnel, recognized us, said hello. And then I'm trying to think, oh, Pusty's dead. Yeah, Yanni. we've been waiting to catch up with Yanni for the longest time now. Uh, ever since, you know, that experience I had with the Jersey trade, meeting him, Pussy's brother, and he was able to come say hi, got to see him, which was phenomenal. And that's kind of how our experience started. We were like, wow, the energy's great. This is phenomenal. Great day. It's like 40 degrees, a little windy, you know, but quite the, cold, actually. The ice looks good. The boys, you know, they seem high energy and warm ups. Like this is our day. We're taking this one. And then we sit down kind of in the concourse. We were sitting up in a lounge. So it was a nicer area up top. And all of a sudden we're like, okay, it's been 25, 30 minutes. We're watching the TV on the inside. It was exactly uh, one forty-two. actually when Tommy said, he's like, Hey, um, let's just go inside. Like I'm quite, I'm kind of cold. Like I expected the first period to be over by now. Let's just go inside. We'll get some, We'll get some coffee or something. We'll warm up a little bit. Because, you know, to be fair, the game's supposed to start at 1 o'clock. 
You're mm-hmm. used to these AHL times and they start all in the minute. And at one o'clock, you know, Dale even, he was going to use the bathroom around like 1250. I'm like, be safe. We don't know if these boys are coming out. They have a longer walk-in. They already uh, had the, their inflatable. They had their inflatable that they're going to walk out in up. Yeah, like you don't know. You think they're coming out because they usually do. I mean, they're doing the the standard outdoor classic flag across the ice. So it takes a little bit longer, you know? And then nothing happened. They brought this big tarp out. They started covering the ice. I'm like, what is going on? So 145, 150 rolls around. And now the classic is pushed to six o'clock. I'm like, ah, shit. But, but the thing is that they only made an announcement inside the stadium. We weren't, un- we weren't noted. We were in this, we were inside the lounge. No one in the lounge knew until everyone else knew. No one told us. No one came up and was like, attention, like, the classic is pushed back. You had to be inside the actual stadium to know that. Yeah, and honestly, failed attempt on Wilkes-Barre's part to inform their fans and the people inside that stadium. Um, and maybe anyone who follows them or wants to watch them on TV, they had no idea. Mm-mm. Cleveland made a statement maybe 10 minutes after the fact, and it was yeah. phenomenal. Wilkes-Barre, no statement at all. That's... I don't know. That's, that's a major fuck up on their part, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Um, there's people inside the, the stadium. They're at the game. They don't know what's going on. You're an administrator. They look to you for information. And hopefully in the future, they can kind of help that out. You got a <laughs> after, retweet. A retweet. Yeah, after yeah. the fact, they retweeted Cleveland's statement. And we're like, come on, what are you? It, it's, I, I, I'm not even going to get into that tonight. Tonight is a night about the team. Not about how upset we are with the administrators, which yeah. is a completely different podcast. Yeah, no, the we, we could probably rant about how much of a joke this organization is lately from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <sighs> um, but we kind of, we hung out after, you know, it canceled. They told us we'd be able to get out and get back in. So we were like, all right, we'll dip. Um, we had a couple of things to take care of, which was very convenient that we had that time. And then we went back. On the scoots and things <laughs> which, were good. Which funny story, by the way. So we at our hotel, there is a specific to the number parking strategy and you have to know your number. And I paid for parking for two nights straight, com- completely two nights straight, $20. And they never gave me any instructions on how to park, not the parking garage number, not the parking garage, like address, nothing what I was supposed to do. So I got a text at one... About one one fifteen, one twenty ish. I was like, I was like, hey, we're towing three cars today. I hope it's not yours. And I was like, um, is is it mine? And the guy's like, maybe. I don't know. I were towing three just cars. Just notifying you, a couple people are fucked. You might be one of the fucked people because he, he literally no was like in your spot. He literally was like, We're towing three cars today, just so you know. And I was like, Um Thank you. Okay. I was like, Well, thank you. I would, I said, I, just because you're sending this notice out, I'm a little worried. Like I I'm, I'm typically like very, I'm very nervous about like where I park my car. Is it my car? And he said, literally said, I don't know. And I said, (laughs) well, I parked in 614, my room number, because that's what I was notified by the hotel to do. I was, I was notified by the hotel security guard at the point of check-in that that is what I was supposed to do. And his response was no. Like just straight no. It was like you're not supposed to do that. They don't work for us. Why don't you know this? Like, like you you should know this. And I was like, well, first of all, I shouldn't. I'm not. I don't live here. Like this is an apartment complex turned hotel. Like I, I don't know these things. It was like your number is six fourteen. You need to move it absolutely immediately. And I was like, 
I said, I'm at the, I'm at the winter classic right now. I'm at the AHL winter classic. I can promise you the last thing on my mind is moving my car, but the game just got delayed. I can move it within like an hour, like an hour or two. I said, I can move it within two hours. That's what I sent in my text. He said, you have one. I was like, oh shit. I'm already half an hour away from the stadium. What do I do? So Tommy, I showed Tommy the text. I'm like, Tommy, what do I do? He's like, well, let's take scoots. So we're driving in and out of this, in, out of stadium traffic. There's 9,000 people in this stadium. We're whipping through people, just trying to get out of here on scoots and everything. Tommy has two people on a scoot at one time. <laughs> and we got back, we moved my car. Funny story, but yeah, no, it was. And then we, we, we ended up going back around, uh, when did we go back? 4.30? Probably around 4.30. So we went back around 4.30 and we got into the stadium. We're all excited and everything. And we get there, we get in, we get some beers, we get some food just to, and we sit down and, you know, you're just excited for it. And Tommy and I were looking at each other and then all of a sudden, like they come out for warmups with absolutely no announcement. They're coming out for warmups and then they, they just go right into the game. Yeah, warm-ups led to the game. We didn't know that. They didn't. They never came out for warm-ups early, which was a little bit weird. They just came out in full jersey. The refs came out with them. They warmed up. They got right into it. Straight which, FPHL style. I really wish that they, like, they, they had an announcement or something. And the I, place was empty, honestly. A lot of people did not come back. Um, I was shocked. Yeah. I thought for the event... You know, maybe under the lights, people would want to see that. They'd be okay with the delay. No. I'd be happy to say they lost 30 to 40% of their attendance. I would say there was 3,500 people there at the puck drop. There was, originally, there was a lot of people there. uh, Packed bottom ring, basically. Uh, just, Just about every seat was filled in the bottom. Yeah. There was... 10, 15 empty seats in every row around the entire stadium. Uh, they missed out on a huge opportunity because of their stupidity. I don't know why the HL didn't schedule this at a later time. Um, it's not like anyone's got anything to do, right? Like, <laughs> but what, what are you doing? What I find, what I find really weird about this, I don't mean to call you out, Tommy, is that they had issues with the ice before too. They had issues with the ice. They knew this last night. Yeah, they knew it. It rained all day yesterday. They knew this last night. And but instead of checking it every single day for weeks, they were just like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So It's not like a fucking rink hasn't been there. They just played the Ohio State-Michigan game there. Which they had issues they, they still, in the second period. They still had the logo on the ice. That's another tangent. DHL didn't even change the logo for the Winter Classic. What the hell is that? You got a professional sports organization that does not have the logo of the two teams playing in the middle of the ice. Are you kidding me? Could you imagine the NHL has their winter classic and the logo on the ice is not the winter classic. It's just two colleges, which it's a I joke. Un- I understand that the, that college is usually better attendance in the AHL. Like I, I get it. The AHL is not the first pick of many people to do, but at the same time, you're professional sports. You are the, you're, you're the second tier of professional why aren't you celebrating that the fact that you get to do this? Like, you're a professional organization. You're, you're, you're the AHL. People dream of playing in the AHL. If people played in the AHL and never the NHL, it might not be a success, but it's still something cool to say like, oh, wow, I played in the AHL. 
People don't say that about the FPHL. This is not the first time, though. The AHL has proven they are a joke over and over again. Which, again, that that's a whole different ramble on a different podcast. Let's let's get more into the game. Let's say so. We got into the game, which it was pretty pretty easy to get back in. I mean, they just scanned your ticket again, and I'm sure there was something in Ticketmaster which they did, and then nothing was open. Everyone went to the Cavaliers game that was happening. There was no event staff whatsoever in the lower concourse there might have been two concourses there's one there so the the cleveland's or stadium is kind of weird so you have the lower bowl which is the hundreds you have the second bowl which is the 300s and then all of their vip sitting in lounges uh boxes are 200s we were we were in the 300 though so everything for the 100s is the lower concourse everything for the 300s is the upper concourse the lower concourse was pretty much completely shut down when everybody else got back in there. I think like I totally walked, shut down. I walked the entire lower bowl twice. There were, I think three to five stands open with non I'm, I'm actually including right now the fan assistance booths. So there were, there was a, there, I think there was three beer, which the line I, I was in the, I was in to get a beer. The line was maybe, I don't know. 15 to 20 people long and then the fan assistants which was like just selling selling jerseys and shirts and everything were maybe 10 20 people long and then food oh my god everything was closed down and it was just you just looked at it and you were just like what is this what what is happening yeah it was strange to walk into because you you're expecting the same energy that you walked away from and when we came back it was just kind of a deflated group of people that had been there for four hours at that point mixed with people who were kind of like, what are we doing here now? Like, are we still partying? <laughs> What's happening? And 15% of the people there were absolutely wasted. It, yeah. It, it was a really weird energy, weird vibe there. So we just kind of did our own thing. Um, the game was sick, honestly, Inc- absolutely incredible experience. What, like what a phenomenal experience just in general. Uh, that the, the game, said. the game blew honestly. Uh, but the actual experience was top notch. The stadium is beautiful. So, so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the people there for the most part were very nice. Uh, all the other Cleveland fans were extremely respectful and that's all you could ever ask being, you know, closer to their home. Yeah. But the actual performance, which we'll dive into now, was abysmal. When Dale made a good comment uh, over text about 20 minutes ago. He said, you know, it's a bad game when you do not remember a single play. <laughs> you, don't re- you don't remember a like, single like play. A, like a yeah. single possession, a single holy shit moment. Like, wow, this is the classic. Holy shit, they're playing up to the occasion. It was a cool first period. Yeah. They but, looked convincing. I mean, anyone who's following this knows that the Penguins are all about one period games and then they <laughs> fall off. That That's like the nature of them. But we were like, holy shit, celebrating, so excited. We're like, this is going to be the greatest night of our lives. And then two periods of total deflation. When you don't remember two straight periods of hockey, we were, I was watching the game. I was 100% into the game watching it. And I seriously, I, I don't remember it. 
I'm not, it wasn't because I was drunk. It wasn't because I was like, it wasn't because I wasn't paying attention. It wasn't because I was talking to other fans. I don't remember it because it was just, it just wasn't, it wasn't, I'm going to say this and I might get slated for it. It wasn't interesting. We did not make that game interesting enough after the first period. You're not going to get slandered for it. It, It's not interesting. It's boring. They suck. They're really, really poor. They are are extremely poor right now. Even with the addition of Friedman, even with the re-addition of Kajula, they are poor. And I I don't want to sound like I'm an anti-Wilkes-Barre guy because, you know, we're, we're, we're the two, we're two of the biggest supporters they have, but... You sit there and you're just like, you, you just, it, it gets boring after a while to watch them lose. We had, we were two nothing up. We're two nothing up. After like I said, first great period. first period. Great first period. Best first period. Entertaining first period. It was like awesome. Uh, we and were talking in the concourse about it to yeah. other people and they're like, wow, this team's good. Yeah. No. And then, and then you go there and you're just like, like, seriously though, what are we doing? What 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 are we doing? We're taking stupid, stupid penalties. Absolutely stupid tripping. I mean, what was that one call they had kneeing? I mean, the kneeing. I, I that, don't. That I was, don't know. That was stupid. That was Dumb. actually. They, they called cross checking like three separate times, and there was just nothing close to cross checking happening. I don't know what the fuck they one, were calling. One time they didn't even use a stick. It it was tripping. Was it tripping? Absolutely, but it wasn't cross checking. So I understand. I understand the frustration behind anyone tonight. And I understand if you're going to stick up for this team and say, well, they still tried their hardest, but did we try our hardest? Did we, did, 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 did we really do anything to impress a, we're not, this is not a winner classic team. This is a team you'd see just kind of, you just kind of throw off like, Oh, we need to win this game because they're not good. Your core is based in Wilkes-Barre, which means you have people traveling about five hours to come see you. Yeah. Five to six hours. You got to play up to the occasion. At what point do you start playing for the fans, the supporters, the people following you, the people who support you every day? I, if nothing else, play for them. You've got yourself to play for, and then they should be motivation. How do you go into that classic and fall so short? How do you go in, say, we're going to give it a hell of an effort, go and have a crazy first period, and not just be so high energy that you come out and just rip right off the bat, right? Because they, I agree Cle- with you. Cleveland had, mul- Cleveland had multiple chances where they probably could have made this a a, a larger was, margin, right? It was not a three-two hockey game. I would no. like you to say. I would like to say it is not a three-two hockey game we played. Not even close. It was a maybe five-to-two hockey game. It was ridiculous. Uh, uh, beside Tukarski, even though he made two mistakes, I led the goals. Big, he he was blunders. the reason, which. Tukarski, if you're listening, if, if anyone even related to Tukarski, for anyone loving Tukarski, he wasn't bad tonight. No, Tukarski was good, but he knows he knows he made a mistake. There, there's, like, there's a certain point where you have to accept that he's a professional and he made a mistake and say, listen, he should have done better in that case. But I will not say that that OT goal was his that fault. OT, that OT goal was that, absolutely that, abysmal. That's total bullshit. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a call that bad. And... I was telling Dale, it's really hard. It's really hard to talk about this and for people to not be like, oh, well, he's a Penguins fan. So this is why he's saying this. As a mutual hockey fan, anybody could look at that OT goal and be like, ah, that was kind of bullshit. Tick is laying on the puck. 
I, I can't wait to watch it back because I just want to count the seconds. It's got to be five to 10 seconds where Tick literally has the puck smothered on the ground and Cleveland continues to stab at his pads. And then eventually <laughs> a stick gets under his pads. The puck kicks out and it goes obviously, in the back of the net. Obviously a stick gets under his pads. And it's like, are you kidding me? After all of this, that is how this is going to end. Just, which I would, I would like to point out that if, if you're looking for controversy here, you're going to find it. And if you look back last year at, I think it was, it was Providence's, it was Providence against Bridgeport. If I remember correctly, that it was, it was a playoff game. It was a playoff game. Oh, it was, there was a goalie interference. Oh my God. Where one team left the bench and one team stayed. I don't remember. I don't remember the logistics. It it was Providence Bridgeport. It was the same exact thing. It, it was, but play should have been called dead three or four seconds before. It no, did. no, 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 not that, not, not that one. There was many, many controversies, but it was, there was goalie interference and they were saying it was goalie interference, but the one player was being pushed into the goalie. Oh, the dude was on the goalie. He was literally pushing the goalie backwards, but yeah. it was his own player. Yeah, it was but literally it was his yeah. own player. And they were all freaking out about it. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And like, as a mutual, we looked at it and we're like, damn, as, as fans, we could never do that. And this isn't the, this isn't the same. I just wanted to point that out that you might be thinking, oh well, they're Penguins fans. They might, they're, of course, they're going to be biased and everything. Of course, this 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 isn't a biased situation. This is one of those where you look at it and you're just like, call the play dead. Continue like, it's just not fair. And then they look it back and a job. The job as a ref, the job as an AHL ref, is not to keep the game close or to, or to be the star of the show. The job as an AHL ref is to play fair. The job as an AHL ref is not to decide the game, but to make the call that is absolutely necessary to make, to change the game right. You are not there to be the star of the show. You are not there to, dr- to not drop the puck for 10 seconds. You are not there to be the star and be like, oh, you, he, we, should, we, we didn't need to call the play dead because that's just hockey. You need to do what's by the rule book. And I get it. I get it. Like, you could probably, the AHRFs are probably going to be like, oh, well, we, we, we just did what was by the rule, but you didn't. Keeping the integrity of the game. If, if you're, if that's Cleveland, if you're home and you're getting booed by 5,000 people, or I'm sorry, 3,500, then you're not going to make that call. You're going to reverse it. But of course not, because it's Wooks Bear. They're away. They only need, we needed a point from this. We need, we needed to, we need two points from this road trip. I, we have nothing to lose at this point. So there, we, we need literally, literally nothing to lose. We need two points. I said this at the beginning. We need two points. I'd love to see three. But back to what I was saying, it was just a terrible call. I, I don't remember, like I said before, I, I wasn't drunk. I don't remember anything from the second or third period because we just didn't play good. This is an outdoor classic. And this, this is an outdoor classic that I, we have been looking for, forward to since the day it got announced. I remember the day it got announced, Tommy said to me, he was like, we, you need to buy tickets as soon as we can. You need to buy the best tickets we can get, and we need to sit in a perfect seat. We're going we're gonna to get the hotel. We're going to get everything. I'm so excited. And we were driving here, and the ride seemed like it was in the snap of the fingers. And n- now we look back on it, and it was an amazing experience. We had an amazing time. We bonded as brothers more than we ever have. But at the same time, we also have to deal with the fact that the refs decide what we do. The refs decide if we win, if we lose. We have to deal with the AHL delaying a game 
that has been it's literally being nationally like recognized. I had Winnipeg fans messaging me being like, I want to see this game happen. And I was like, I, on my Twitter, like not even Penn's Corner, I was like, I, okay, I'm, I'm excited to see this too. And we have people looking at it and, and, and what did they do? They scheduled it for one o'clock, it got delayed. What did the refs do? They decided the game in a fashion which it, it, it's terrible. It, it, it's just awful. And it hurts. It, it, it hurts so much as a Penguins fan to sit here in our hotel room at 10 o'clock at night when we, we, we had so many plans. We had plans to go out tonight. We had plans to go out to the casino tonight. We had plans to go to the aquarium tomorrow. We had plans to do this, this, this Cleveland trip. If this game is at 6 o'clock, it originally, you know how much more we could do? You know how much more we could do? Instead of wasting 12 o'clock to 2.30 waiting for a game? You know how much more we could do? We, we came Thursday because we were supposed to get a snowstorm. Thursday, we were supposed to get 16 inches of snow on my house. Well, at our house, I'm sorry, Tommy. At our house, we were supposed to get 16 inches of snow. And we came here Thursday. We left we worked a full day Thursday, a full day, which we do construction. We do maintenance man. Tommy does more carpentry and I do more electrical. And all we did, we came here and we were disappointed for it. It's just frustrating as a Penguins fan. I don't mean the ramble on, but it's just frustrating. Well, that was a good rant. I feel like uh, most people would pay about $200 a month to have that rant right there. Um, I, I'd keep ranting, but it's, it's not worth it anymore. What, what is it worth? It's not worth anything to the HL. All we are is a money bag. This is about the Penguins. It looks for Instagram Penguins. You're right. I'm sorry. Not about the HL. That's for a different podcast. Not about anything else. This is about the HL Classic. We came, we're disappointed, and we're passionate. That's it. All of that can be kind of thrown right into that basket. We're passionate. We care. Uh, you pay a lot of money to come to these games. You pay a lot of money to make these trips. And when the team doesn't perform... When these players are getting paid as much as they do, you expect them to perform for you. You expect them to perform for themselves, for the organization, for their chance at whatever it is they're seeking. And tonight, Wilkes-Barre fell far short of that. To be up two goals and then have two horrible periods, allow two goals, another come-from-behind victory from another team, it's disappointing. It's hard to take. It's hard to stomach. Uh, you have full faith in these guys. And like Dale said, you, you organize plans around these guys. You organize plans around the game. And you get really hopeful, very excited, because these are things you look forward to for a long time. And it's very easy for a really, really bad result to have a really large influence on your plans. And you become very disappointed very quickly. So with that being said, the Penguins, maybe they should have gotten more from tonight. Maybe not. The officials absolutely blew that OT call. It was horrible. Uh, if you haven't watched it, I recommend you go watch it. It's really not even controversial. Uh, 
Dick was on the puck for like five seconds and they never called the play dead. And then some guy just starts stabbing in his pads and it goes in. And you're like, you're kidding me. Um, but we bounce back tomorrow. We play Cleveland, uh, in Cleveland. Well, we're in Cleveland now, but like in the monsters actual arena and it's going to be pretty nice. It's the Cavaliers arena. So I'm expecting something pretty cool. Did, uh, did you talk to anyone about that jumbotron in the Cavaliers arena? No, they said it's going to be big though, but it's, we, it's from blue line, the blue line, they say. But with that being said, we are going to go there. Hopefully we get a result. I'll be honest with you. If we do not get two points from Cleveland tomorrow, then we're going to be in some serious issues in terms of making playoffs. I have a lot of hope. I always remain glass half full, but after tomorrow, we're going to have 15 games left in the season. If we lose tomorrow, we are going to be nine points potentially off the playoffs. And I don't have enough faith in this team currently and the two teams above us to drop those points in 15 games. Right now, our form is absolutely horrendous. And as hopeful as I am, we need that win. If we don't get that win, I'm going to start losing hope really fast because we don't have the squad to push any further. We have a lot of young guys that will prove to be big talents, but we have some crucial pieces mix missing. Uh, we have some big hitters that are not relevant when we play against systems like Cleveland. Teams also struggling. Uh, we don't have the scrappy nature to grind these games out. So let's see what they can do. Uh, all we can do is pray that they get the result, take it home, and then somehow find a way to beat Providence midweek. Mar we play the Marlies. The Marlies midweek, you're right. We play the Marlies midweek and then have the doubleheader at home this weekend. Uh, so, I mean, they could start a good run of form here. You know, they control their own destiny and we can't rely on the results of others. But if we're not going to result on the, if we're not going to rely on the result of others, then we need to start winning games fast. Yeah. They do not look like they want to win games. Regardless of everything negative that has been brought up in this podcast, um, a positive to end the game is that we're through and through. We're still Pens fans and we're only so negative because we care so much about this team. I mean, we saw how many people we recognized tonight and it's to it's, you guys to recognize us even without the podcast or through, like with the podcast. We, I had people texting me that was like, Hey, like, can we meet up at this time? And I was like, absolutely. That means the world to us. And if you guys are here, if you guys see us, if you guys like, if you guys recognize us in public or even in the arena, come say hi. Like that, that means the world to us. That mean that proves that we're doing something right with this podcast. It's very surreal to be in Cleveland six and a half hours away from our <laughs> home and every 20 minutes you are face to face with people that you recognize or people that recognize you. That's not something mm -hmm. we could ever make up. Honestly, not even something we could dream of it. It's crazy guys. Um, I know you, you, you look at the socials and there's not even a hundred followers, but it's one of those things like this is a, a very tight community. Uh, you guys mean the world to us. And when you reach out to us in public like that, it 
gives us the motivation to continue this because it's, it's tough. It's not like we're not here making like a profit off of this podcast, right? We do this because we love Wilkes-Barre. We love you guys. We love the community. We just love everything surrounding this team in and out all day, every day. And when you guys give us that just minute of your time in person to say, Whoa, are you, are you guys Penn's corner? It's like, Holy shit. This is amazing. So thank you so much. I know last episode we gave you guys a big spiel. Thank you. But we really do appreciate you more than, you know, when you interact, when you tell us how much you enjoy the podcast, when you just talk about the penguins in general and recognize us, it's, it's awesome. It really warms our heart and it makes these experiences very, very worth it. So Pence corner podcast nation. I mean, you guys are everything to us. Like Tommy said, we, we don't do this for a reason. We do this for you guys and we, we don't, we do this for ourselves too, but you guys make it worth it. So thank you from me, from Tommy, from everyone that has ever listened to our podcast. Thank you. And with that being said, regardless of this terrible result, <laughs> what a phenomenal time at the outdoor classic. Hopeful that in the future, Wilkes Bear is able to play in another one. Uh, I mean, after this experience, we're probably going to go to all of them from here on out. But Absolutely. if it, as long as it's close, I will go to every single outdoor classic there is. Yeah. So thank you guys. Um, and obviously this, this will be released tonight. So you probably won't listen to it until what'll be, what this is, I Sun- mean, this, this you, is raw motion. You, you, you guys probably won't hear this until Sunday, uh, March 5th, but this is, this is absolutely raw motion too. So yeah. Like, appreciate if you, if you hung in here that this, we are literally just getting back from the game. We took about two minutes to decompress, uh, grabbed a drink and hopped right <laughs> into the podcast. So sorry for the ranting. Sorry for like the, the confusion in terms of like actual thought processing, but th- this is really raw and we're probably going to go sit in silence for about the next 20 minutes and actually figure out how we feel yeah. about this game. Sorry, yeah. Sorry about my rant there. I mean, so thank you guys. When, when you, I think when you go through such a experience like that, you kind of have to rant it out to get your mind going because there's so much to digress through this whole entire experience that we, we, we can make a podcast on I, each I did, individual. I think thing. you meant progress. There's, there's so much to process. There's so much, there's so much to rant about in this process. That's what I meant to say. So we could literally rant about every little thing that happened today, but there's no point in that. Let's just be positive. Let's, let's go pens and let's figure it out. Let's what well, we're going to figure. We're going to, if we either figure it out or we don't make playoffs. So, and honestly, we, we don't have any figuring out to do. They have all the figuring out to do. Exactly. Uh, as fans, we, we tend to put the responsibility on us, but it's one of those things like, mm-hmm. this is not scripted. This is not a video game. This is not a movie. Uh, they're just going to do what they do. Mm-hmm. They are going to go out there. They're either going to win, show up or, they're, they're going to botch it. Um, so we, we just kind of have to be okay with either result. You know, we just kind of sit here as mutuals and hang out. Do you know who I want to give a shout out to tonight? The new defender. I don't, I was, asked, I was trying to ask for your phone there. I don't, I don't know his name, but he scored tonight. He scored our first goal. He looked good tonight. He's got a long name and I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. D that we're going to, I'm going to call him D D blah, 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 blah. But he scored tonight. He scored our first goal. He got us. He got us on the board tonight. We saw a classic goal. He. I don't know if you watched him for the rest of the game, but he looked really, really good. No, I. 
We're just kind of watching the game. No, no, no individuals in general, just kind of processing the game. And yikes. One, one thing I'd like to say, though, about the Outdoor Classic, it's very hard to focus. It's so hard to focus on the puck. There's so many things going on around the ice. They try and distract you. It It's weird, but you watch it on TV, the, like the NHL uh, Winter Classic, obviously, and you feel like there's always something going on. They always have something to cut to during commercials, some kind of like kind of sideshow by the MC. It's so true. Mm-hmm. You're there and it's like, uh, whoa. You, like to the point where sitting there with your face directly to the ice, something is happening over to the side and you're watching it on the Jumbotron and they don't stop <laughs> like when the game starts. Uh, you'll be literally stuck on that and then your attention's like, oh my God, there's a game going on right now still. It's almost too much. Uh, but it's I think it's just the nature of the classic. It's just a cool experience, a cold experience. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, if they could do this in the middle of July, I'd absolutely love it. <laughs> just some preseason classics. Yeah, well, regardless, again, thank you guys. Um, I think that's about it for tonight. That's about it for our rants. Yeah. For, for just, a little bit, at least, we're going to go rant to each other instead. Uh, thank you, guys. We appreciate you. I hope you have a good night. Um, if you're in Cleveland, I hope you get back safe. And if you watched the game in Wilkes-Barre today, I hope you had a good time watching it. I hope you, I, I would love to hear your input on it and love to hear what you thought about us, our play, and how we played and everything. And I'd love to see you watch the game tomorrow, too. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you later. Up the pens, as always, and uh, we'll see you guys soon.